When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. You're now listening to The Check-In with Black Menswear, and I'm your host, Neandre Broussard, CEO and founder of Black Menswear. It's unfortunate that black men have had to fight negative perceptions that not only make our personal journeys more difficult, but directly impact the wider African-American community. On The Check-In, we provide proof against these stereotypes by discussing engaging topics that uplift our community through interviews of inspiring individuals with stories of racks to riches, defeat to victory, and just downright interesting stuff you'll want to hear. Although Black Men's Wear was birthed out of a love for men's fashion and style, that love has blossomed into one of the internet's foremost communities for men to gain encouragement, inspiration, and of course, style and swag tips. We've literally gone viral over and over again for our flash mobs. Now, you ain't gotta be black to listen to this podcast, but you do have to keep an open mind and have a desire to be a part of something to change the narrative. Thanks for tapping in. This is The Check-In with Black Men's Wear. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of The Check-In. We are here in Los Angeles. Not only are we in Los Angeles, we're at the beautiful W Hotel, West Beverly Hills. Now, this this hotel has been immaculate from the time that we walked in. From the stair entryway, once you get in, you see the art all around. The, the amazing uh, guest check-in area. But the thing that they did there, the way that they welcomed us here, me and my team, we've had a beautiful stay here while we've been here and been able to shoot. In one of the suites that we're in now like this is this is top tier so if you're in LA you know you got to come by West Beverly Hills uh, we're down the street from UCLA it's a very dope aesthetic over here it really breathes excellence that's really why I liked it here versus other W locations where it's real swanky uh, it's too loud it's too too much going on but for me me and my homies on our on our black excellence professional vibe this is the perfect perfect spot for us so kudos to the team here at the w uh, we really appreciate everything uh, but this episode of the check-in here at the w i got my guy thrash quentin thrash aka mr put that shit on i'm gonna give you that name right now uh quentin man thrash bro i appreciate you stopping in with us on the check-in uh, appreciate y'all having me man. i've been waiting to be invited yeah <laughs> you know <what> i mean <laughs> no nah, bro i appreciate it man and, and and i'm gonna jump right in right i know thrash is your last name mm-hmm but there's so much more to that, especially in this space, in this industry that you're in, where you got to stand out, you got to be bold, and you do that very well. What about a name, right? What about a name has taken you to where you are today? How proud are you of to be able to say, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing a thrash bespoke, right. uh, very, very nice crew right now, but what, what about a name is heavy for you that, that's allowed you to, to go into the space that you're in? Man, I think that just names are very powerful just because one is how people have to address you every day of your life um so the fact that my name my last name is thrash is just a very like powerful name um even my son's name my son's first name is royal i mean so i believe i just believe having powerful names you know what i mean um but when it comes to actually branding everyone assumes that it's a nickname where they assume that it's a brand name so when they find out it's my real name they was like bro you're meant to do this (laughs) For you sure. mean I also come from being an athlete, so I come from having thrash on the back of a jersey, yeah. where everyone thought it was a nickname. 
You know what I mean? So it's just, it's always just been a good, a good uh, life thing for me. Yeah. I, like, I didn't, when I was young, I never even thought about how cool the name Thrash was until I got, you know what I'm probably like in high school. And I was like, damn, my name cool as shit. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Now, now, let's go back to designing, like getting started. Mm-hmm. And I know this. I have the ability to know this, but everybody might not know this. And let me ask you before before I get there, right? Because I just I just jumped on here. I, I felt like everybody knew you already. But mm-hmm. who is Quentin Thrash, right? Who is this guy that's in LA making, designing suits from stars to models to actors to normal people, all in between? But but who is this guy that steps on the scene and everybody's like, yo, who is that? Yeah. Well, to begin, like, man, I'm really just a small-town country boy. So that's the crazy thing is that I was never cultivated for this. Like, I didn't come from an entrepreneurial family. I didn't come from a creative uh, family like that. You know what I mean? So, like, this is literally, like, first generation. Like, I'm the, I broke the mold type shit. You yeah. know what I mean? And, um, but, yeah, it's just, I think that I've always been a person that paid attention to the details and, um, cared about presenting myself well, especially being young and black, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, coming from the South. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think I always really leaned really heavy into just presenting myself well and representing for our culture. Um, so that's why I chose menswear is what, what actually resonates to me the most over streetwear or any, any of those types of things. I always want to keep things at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And even as far as the way I dress, like, I just believe in expressing myself the way that is natural to me and genuine to me. Um which, like I said, I come from being a very bold personality and I come from being an athlete and all these things. So it's like me being shy ain't never been a thing. Yeah. So even when it comes to the way my clothes translate, ain't nothing shy about the way that I dress. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I like that. And, and, and embracing that, right? Embracing that style, personality as they come together. Mm-hmm. And you're like really doing a good job of matching that. Now, I'm, I know some people, especially in the industry, don't find that voice or find that comfort and they're steady searching. But you you relied on authenticity, staying you and being who you are. Mm-hmm. How much do you think that that trait of authenticity has allowed you to thrive in this space that you're in? A lot, man, because you'll be surprised at how many people from different eras, different areas of life respect what I do. Mm-hmm. They be like, Thrash, I couldn't wear that. That ain't me, but you killing that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I love that because, like, now... I can relate to so many different people. I relate to business people. I, re- I relate to my people back in the hood. Yeah. You know what I mean? They get it. Yeah. They know that deep down, I'm still the same person. I might dress a little different from them, yeah. but it's like now they're saying like, oh, it's acceptable to be able to be into arts, be into creative stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and not care what other people think about it because you can still be the same dude you always been. I still got dreads and tattoos right. and gold teeth and all that kind of stuff. I still got all that. Yeah. But it's just the way the way I do it. It's just a lot more kind of polished in a sense, and that's what people need to see. Because some people are like interested in these things, but they're so worried about what other people think about them. Yeah. So it's like I'm trying to be that catalyst to show you, oh no, somebody that looks like you and talks like you and come from where you come from, yeah, is doing. Yeah, so. it's representation, and it and it's breaking the mold. It's letting other people know that you can be yourself. You can be a black man from 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 the country um, and still be able to find your lane when you focus on it. And one of the things that now, as we've had, uh, 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 Corey was on an episode earlier, um, Trail was on an episode earlier, and a lot of the, 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 the tying line between everybody that we've had while we've been in L.A. has been 
being real, being me, being genuine. Because mm-hmm. I think here, correct me if I'm wrong, but here's a kind of a place where you can sniff out the BS pretty quick. Yeah, definitely. Because you in Hollywood, yeah, right? Definitely. Um, and, and being able to to understand that that's what makes you you. That's what makes you genuine. And just being able to share that story, man, I really appreciate that. And I commend you on consistently tapping in and leaning into that uh, into that story. Now, how many years ago did you move to LA? Eleven. Eleven years ago. Yeah, man. Been Eleven years ago. Now. With no no fashion background. Nothing, bro. I didn't even know that I could be into fashion until I was in my twenties. Mm. Like I knew nothing about fashion. All I knew was. You go to the mall, you buy clothes. That's the, that was the extent of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, the biggest brand that I really were like that I really knew anything about was like Ralph Lauren, which yeah. is you know I'm saying Ralph's probably one of my favorite designers. But like I didn't, I knew nothing about fashion. I, I didn't understand fabrics and materials and um, just kind of like where designs on things came from. I didn't understand none of that. I didn't yeah. conceptualize any of that kind of stuff. So when I moved to LA, that's when my mind opened up and I started being able to see like, oh, there's a market for all of this stuff and like this is how it all works. And then that's when I was able to kind of dive deeper into it. So it was one of those things where I was, I was interested in it. I had a natural talent, but I wasn't exposed to it to even know about it. Hmm. So once I was exposed to it, it was off, off to the races. Yeah. Yeah, how as as you as you dive into an industry that that um, you're falling in love with because you had that exposure. Mm-hmm. When did you get this this confidence about it to where it was like, oh, this is working, and what I'm doing, people are really appreciating. Because I know it's one thing, especially when you think about something that you're starting new. It's one thing to have a have a goal in mind and go that route. It's another thing. To be able to understand, okay, this is my goal, but things come along the path that might not, that might deter me off of that. But you stay focused in order to get to that goal. For you, like what, what, in the in those moments or in those times, man, how how have you been able to say, oh, okay, this is working. Like people really rock with what I'm doing, and and from there, business mm-hmm. is becoming revenue and these kind of things. You get these calls. Uh, what what was that? What was that like for you to be able to get into that and kind of realize like, oh, people like really like what I do? Yeah. Oh man. I think one. I think it was even before LA. Um, like I tell you, I've always been a well dressed guy. Mm-hmm. Like even before the fashion stuff, like I was always I always dressed well, mm-hmm. and people were receptive to it. Like they just understood that this is thrash. He don't care what y'all think about yeah. his outfit. This is him. He yeah. gonna turn up. Yep. Um, so moving to LA, which moving to a place like LA is like, honestly, it's more acceptable to be able to be more creative and to be, you know what I'm saying, more ostentatious or whatever you want to call it. So, um, LA, yeah, was like more of a, like, dang, like it's fine. I'm finally meeting people that get it now. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it's still, mm-hmm. you got your people that don't understand or right. don't get it or are right, a little right. bit more closed minded, right. but there are more people here than where I'm from that are sure. open-minded to these things. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And sometimes about putting yourself in the right places. Yeah, and right that's place, what I'm right saying. Time. Yeah. yeah, I think I think being able to um, relocate to just get a, a fresh take on things. You know what I mean? Um, not necessarily L.A. is the best move for everybody, but I think that getting out of whatever your comfort zone is and just going and placing yourself in a new place, it might not even be for forever. Right. But it's just going to open you up to a whole another world of things that you've never, you know, have had access to before. Right. Right. So that's what L.A. has done for me, and that's why I've been out here 11 years now because I'm like. Bro, I didn't even know the world had this much to offer. Yeah. Like, before I moved to L.A., bro, mm-hmm. I didn't even think that it was, like, a real thing that people did. Like, people don't really move to L.A. and do shit. Like, I thought yeah. you just were either born here and you yeah. did this or right. it's just something you see on TV, like a facade. Yeah. So when I actually ended up having the opportunity to move here and I, t- and I jumped on it, 
I was like, hold up, man, like regular people live here. Yeah. Like so. Nah. But I was that like I was that small minded coming from where I came from. I, I was twenty three years old thinking like that. Mm-hmm. Thinking that oh I can like don't my don't my people don't move to L A and live there. Mm-hmm. Like that's just she's using on TV. Yeah. yeah. And and. and the moment you did that, right, the time before that, right, go back, because I, I know you've told me about uh, college, and uh, it, 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 it started one way, and it <laughs> finished another way, um, so that's, that takes a lot of balls to move to a place, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, like a L.A., where you hear people come out here just getting swallowed up, chewed yeah. up, spit out, but you, you came with a different mindset. What, what was that mindset? One... When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I'm... I know I'm a hustler at the end of the day. So no matter what it is, like I'm a, I don't know if you I don't know if you know, but I'm also a barber. So I've been a barber for like 17 years. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, I know how to get a check. I know how to make some money. Yeah. Whether it's just enough to feed myself every day, yeah. I know how to make some money. So that's why I was never really worried about like having to move back home. I was like, as long as I take these clippers with me, I'm gonna be that's able to right. make some money. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I know how to talk to people, I know yeah. what I'm saying. Like, so that um I just kind of had this this confidence about myself that no matter what, I'm going to make some shit shake. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not afraid to get, you know what I'm saying, go back to the trenches and, you know what I mean, do what I got to do to get some money. Like, I've never been afraid of that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what helped me with not getting swallowed up in L.A. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just kind of having that, I don't want to call it arrogance, but just having that, like, knowing that I'm going to always find a way to make it, make sure. it work. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Now, being here 11 years, Seeing some of the people that you've seen, staying rooted, staying grounded in what it is that you do specifically. Um, take me back to that moment where you got that first phone call that was a, like, you hung the phone up and was like, y'all can't believe I just got this phone call. Bro, so, I'll take my biggest one, but I'll take my very first one first. Okay. Which was a big one, but it was the bigger one that came not too long after that. Okay. So, my very, I had just moved to LA. I had maybe been here a few months. And so I moved here from Charleston, South Carolina. So AJ Green, they used to play for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. He used to get his hair cut at my barbershop because he was from Somerville. He was from that okay. area. Okay. So he knew that I was like, I was like the stylish guy in the barbershop. Yeah. But we, me and him weren't tight or nothing like that yet. And he hit me up on Twitter. I never I was sitting in a I was working in a barbershop at the time. And he DM'd me or whatever it's called on Instagram, on Twitter, back in this is before Instagram. Yeah. And he was like, yo, I got some um some appearances I gotta make in Vegas. He's like, can you put together some looks for me? I was like, all right, I guess. Because people had been telling me, people had been talking about, you should be a stylist, right, you should be this. Right, but like, right, once right. I, I didn't know nothing about none right. of that stuff. So I remember he was like, I was like, okay, like, like what, what type of like budget you got? Whatever. He was like, uh, he like, I do like 10 grand. Nigga, mind you, I'm 23 years old. Yeah. I ain't never seen $10,000 right. in my life. Yeah. Nigga, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. So that was my very first styling gig. Um, but the biggest one, which honestly wasn't too long after that, I was at uh, this little um, breakfast spot on Sunset, uh, me and one of my homeboys, and I got a phone call, and I had to step outside to take the call, and the call was to style a music video for Prince. 
Wow. And I remember wow. getting off that call. And I remember my tax day ass too. Because it was like last minute. So I remember my tax day. And I walked back in the restaurant and I told my homeboy, because we had just ordered the food. I said, hey, we got to get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> so I got to go work. And yeah. we got shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, man. So like that's probably one of those like, what? Like, hi, what? Yeah. Like, how's my name even ringing in those right. rooms right. this early in my, you know what I'm saying, my situation in LA? Yeah. But yeah, so those, those are the two like in the very beginning. I was just like, bro, what? That's a, it, and that's a, a testament to, to the future track of where you were going, right. right? Having those wins early and being able to appreciate those wins. I like, I like how you said that, though, because a lot of times and this happens that people get a win and they're like, okay, we're cool. And you're like, no, bro, we got to go right now. Yeah, like... Yeah. I got to go put this... It, it ain't a win until it's done. Right. Uh, start all the way through completion and just being able to understand, all right, in this moment, let's go, let's go change the trajectory of, our, of, of, mm-hmm. of what happens from here on out, right? Yeah. And another thing people don't realize is right like so when i moved to la i had these like quick wins in a sense right but what especially people from back home they were like oh thrash made it he this and that he hanging out with celebrities and yeah. that, and that. it's like but that was a one-time check bro right. like right them little couple thousand dollars was gone in a couple right. weeks you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> me LA? trying to catch up yeah. on stuff that i already yeah. owed <laughs> on like so that was the thing is like the real, the real part of success in LA is getting to the point where you do this consistently, mm. where you can make a living doing this. Mm-hmm. Because we all have, we all, especially when you first move to LA, you you meet celebrities every other day out here in LA. But that don't mean that I got the same type of bag that this person has, sure. or I got the same type of access that this person has. You yeah. might just see me in a picture with Drake and Rihanna. That don't mean I got nothing from that. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? That's just how life works out here. Right. And um, like even actually one of my homeboys from uh from back in Charleston texted me uh last night from the video from the um the Woofer event. He's like, is that Jeffrey from uh from Fresh Prince? I was like, yeah. He's like, I, he said, tell him something. He brought up something about the show or whatever. <laughs> but it's just like, but they people see that and they think yeah. that I have something to do with that. And it's like, no, we just happen to be in the same place at the same time. We have mutual relationships yeah. and friends and yeah. stuff like that. You know what I mean? But like yeah. that don't got nothing to do with. Um, my success or anything that came from his success, right? Yeah. That comes back. That does come back, like you said, that the facade of LA, mm-hmm. of uh, you know, you just there and your your position. But that's one of those things that's important because there are a lot of people seemingly that seemingly that are in your industry. And I do what you do, mm-hmm. but that are in your industry, mm-hmm. right? But you have to stand out amongst that competition. Mm-hmm. You have to, or else again, you're you're not going to make it out here. Mm-hmm. What about you has allowed you to stay head and shoulders above, not just because you're tall, but stay <laughs> head and shoulders above other people when it comes to styling, designing, uh, and really giving people expression through mm-hmm. through their attire. I think the fact that you can you can feel it on me that this isn't a gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you see this shit, like nigga, I'm I really dressed like this. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, I'm dressed like this because we're doing this. But if we wasn't doing this, I'd still be wearing this. Facts. You know what I mean? Um, so you can feel that with me, you know. So I'm not, a, I'm not over here trying to be all prim and proper. Yeah. Like, no, nigga, these clothes, I got on clothes, yeah. just like you do. You just happen to have on jeans and a t-shirt. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so that uh, is one of the main things, and also just being like a walking billboard for yourself. You know what I mean? It's like I don't really have to do much explaining, right. Uh, right. even if you don't know me. Right. I don't have to do much explaining. They be like, oh, I can clearly see what you do right. for a living. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how I got my very first, my very first client that I made a suit for. I was walking down the street. And I had on this green double-breasted suit that I had just made for myself. 
Never made a suit for anyone else but myself. Mm. And I don't know if you're familiar with Sam Adagoke. He's a um, he's an actor yeah, on the show yeah, Dynasty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he plays a character called Jeff Colby. And I was walking down the street in downtown LA, and I had on this green double breasted suit. And he's Nigerian, and he was like, he stopped me. He was like, bro, he was like, where'd you get that suit from? I was like, I actually made it myself. Yeah. He was like, bro, he was like, can you make that suit for me for the show? I said, I guess so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't even where my mind was at with it. And like two days later, you know what I'm saying? They had cut the check. I was making my first suit for a client. And then I think they ended up ordering like four more suits for me for that same season. And then like they were ordering suits for me every season after that. Mm. So like that was all just like, bro, like this shit just, it just clicks. It just yeah. makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and I shifted what I had going on at that moment. I was like, this seems to be more promising at the moment. And it's more fun. So this is the route that I'm taking. I like the 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 underlying thing there too as a if you are your business, if you are your or, or you are a business owner, you have to represent yourself in a way. You have to come out to people to where not not come out. You have to represent yourself in a way that speaks highly of uh, what it is that your brand is, mm-hmm. and you know, I do find that some people are in you know different different industries and different different walks and different paths. But those that are that are known for making a name for themselves, I do find it. I hear from them that I find it easier when they go and they they're not trying to battle uphill because nobody nobody can tell what you do. And and mm-hmm. I and I say to say like, obviously your uh, uh, your win comes ex- from the exterior of people like oh okay I know I know that he can style. I know that he can design, but other individuals that are, you know, in tech spaces, and they don't, they don't do it that way. But so it's just, a, it's a way to walk into a room, huh? It's a way, it's a way that you go in and people immediately respect you in that lane and in that industry. Uh, how important is it to have that confidence, or, or to your point, being that walking billboard, no matter what it is that you're in? Man, it's, it's so important. That's why, I like, that's my main, my main thing, especially doing bespoke. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not out here doing commercials and things right. like that, and right. mass marketing and stuff like that. Um, so it's really about my relationships with people, you know what I'm saying, how, how I make people feel. Mm. Um, like, even when I walked in and Rock mentioned, he asked me about what I was wearing, I was like, yeah, everything I have on is mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it should be. Because right. if, if someone asked me, dang, I really love that coat, but it's somebody else's coat, you know what I mean? Like, like that, that doesn't reflect good on me right. as a designer. Yeah. Maybe me as a person that dresses well, but not me as a designer. True. True. So it's like I get only at the point where everything I wear is my own clothes. True. And it's just because that, that, that was what was important for me at the level how I wanted to, to interact with people. Right. Even just the way that I, um, my personality is when I go to events. Like, because I'm in such um, like a premium space in, in clothing, my, the, way, the way that I move around places matters. The type of car that I drive when I show up to your event shows a level of respect of, you know what I'm saying, when I'm coming to your place. Yeah. Um, I'm not the center of attention when I go. When, well, sort of, kind of. I'm not. I'm trying to be. I'm trying yeah, try try to be. You know what I mean? I'm not the loud person. I'm not all in the middle of the room doing yeah. all this trying to. You know what I'm saying? Be. You know what I'm saying? The, the life of the party. I'm not right, that. Right. It's like I'm that cool, calculated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Smooth guy. That people like. Damn. This is what I wish I was. That person. I wish I was the person that didn't have to do all of that. Yeah. I was wished. I, I wish I was the person that. People attracted to me and wanted to, you know what I'm saying, know what I want to do. Yeah. That's how that's how I've always been attracted to how other people that I've looked up to operated. I've yeah. never been attracted to the person who wants to be the center of attention. That ain't never been cool to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. always want to be the cool guy to like, damn, like, 
It was this dude, he had on his red corduroy coat. Who was that nigga? Yeah. And right. I, I love having battle lore. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I, I, I do like that. You brought up this red that you got on, man. Um, <laughs> this is nice. I'm just saying, those that, those that can't see the video, you can just hear the audio. This is nice. Go find the video on Patreon. But this here, though, I love this, man. And so, so, so as a designer, right, what's your, where do you find your inspiration? Because I know people find it from different places. And, and I know one of the, the, you joked about this off camera, like, but I just push it on. But, like, where do you, where do you find yeah. inspiration? Inspiration, man, comes from a lot of different things for me. Uh, I mean, every, you, could look, you could literally look at every piece that I get on and see, a di- see something different from yeah. it. You know what I mean? You look at my coat, you see Western flavor in right, it. Right, right. You look at my tie, you see Italian flavor in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it's a lot of different things. Um, one of the things that I learned about myself, and that's, that shows you how genuine it is, because I'm learning things about myself from just noticing mm-hmm. how I've been operating for forever. Yeah. And one of the things that I noticed about myself is I love the challenge of taking something that's typically either taboo or looked at as like corny or nerdy and finding a way to make that shit cool. Mm. You know what I mean? So whether it's dressing like a nerd or dressing like a professor or something like that, but finding a way to make that shit cool. Yeah. That's how I developed my style. That's how I found my little niche of like, oh yeah, y'all niggas ain't doing this shit. I'm gonna show y'all niggas how it can be right. done to make it cool. Right. You know what I mean? So like, right. that's kind of the space I like to live in. Oh man, what's your uh, what's your favorite season? Ooh, you know it's crazy. I hate being cold. I feel like most fashion people like it like like colder right. months just to right. be able to layer and stuff. Right. Which I love layering, but I hate being cold. Okay. And I hate wearing coats that cover up my whole outfit because I want okay. you to see every detail. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's going on. Yeah. But um, I think, honestly, I'm more of like a summer guy, to be okay. completely honest with you. Okay. I'm more of a summer now, guy. lighter fabrics, lighter weighted fabrics. Um, what's N- your... Honestly, nah. Like, I'll. But you I'll in, like, wait, I got but on. You, you I got were, on. But you in LA. That's right. I got that's on right. Wildwell yeah, Corduroy. You, you, you in know LA. What I mean? We can't do that in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do that in Texas. Right now, no. But like, the thing about LA is like, it'll be so hot during the day, but then it'll be cool in the evening. Right, yeah. But also, I don't spend a lot of time outside. Normally, I'm in and out of places or whatever. I'm in True. certain buildings where it's like air conditioning on. So it's like, True. I'd rather get caught with a jacket on that I can take off than to be cold and can't, you know what I'm saying? Can't get warm. True. So True. I normally always have a coat on. Yeah. There's a statement uh, There's a statement that I hear, and not necessarily just in the industry, but you'd rather be overdressed than underdressed. Oh, yeah, definitely. What that mean, what that, what's that mean to you? Uh, exactly, what it, exactly what it says. I'd rather be overdressed than underdressed. Like, I'd rather at any given moment, because it's also, this is LA, you never know what you're going to fall into. I might get a phone call, hey, yo, Thrash, I need you to pull up, da 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 da. And I'm like, oh, bro, I got on some Jordan shorts and some slides on. Like, yeah. you don't catch me slipping like that. Yeah. I always got some shit on fake. You know what I mean? So, and that's the thing, like, I'm very, I'm very much a homebody nowadays. I'm very much a homebody, so I don't go out a lot nowadays. But if you catch me while I'm out, I pull up anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus, believe I'm ready to go too. Yeah. So yeah. What's your uh, What's your favorite fabric, and what's your favorite pattern? Mmm. Favorite pattern, definitely tartans. I love I love I love plaids. Yeah. 
Um, I love tarts. I can see that. Yeah, I can, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I love plaids. I love um, mixing patterns. I mean, that's that's kind of my thing is like mixing the patterns and yeah. stuff. Um, favorite fabrics. I mean, probably just a really good lightweight wool. You know I mean, something that you can wear, you know what I'm saying, seasonally all right, year round. Right, yeah. right. Um, when you talk about, you talked about this before we got on camera around some upcoming travel you've got. Mm-hmm. Um, and being in some places, man, I know, you know, uh, you stand out everywhere, even a pity. Mm-hmm. But what, is it, what does it mean for you to be in, in, in places like that where everybody's stepping? Yeah. But then they still, everybody's stepping, but then all eyes still come. Yeah. It's like, hold on, man. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, bro, because especially being in the States where I, the, our industry isn't that huge, especially with black men. Yeah. Um. So going over there, we're just like, everyone gets it. Like, just, not even just at pity, just the city of Florence, you yeah. know what I mean? In Europe, like, people just dress well normally, even yeah. if you're not in the fashion. Like, that's just kind of like their culture is dressing on right. dressing well. Right. So it's like... Nobody's flexing on each other. Nobody. It's like that. That isn't even part of their culture because like everyone dresses well. Gotcha. I remember I got flexed on so hard the last time I went, bro. We was at dinner at this spot called Gilly, and it was this guy. He had on this coat, and we was like, so he was talking to one of my homeboys, and me and my other homie was like looking at his coat, like, what is that? Like, yeah. what is that? Shit? Yeah. Is that alpaca or something? Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, he was he was just so cool. He was like, oh no, my friend, this is baby horse. I was like, what? It's just, and then when I thought about it later, I was like, oh, he just meant pony hair. But just like the way he knows, he just, oh no, some, some, no, this is baby horse. And it's just like that's just the standard out yeah. there. You know what I mean? He was like, this is five hundred euro a, a meter or whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? But that's just how everybody dresses out there, and that's what I loved about it is because I wasn't a spectacle anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? Like people just got it. There's, yeah. I mean, people, of course, people respect the style, but it's just not just like, oh, people want to talk to me about every element. You know what I'm saying? That's right. one of my biggest things about like going out to an event. That's why I say I don't go out a lot. Because they want to talk about People everything. People want to talk about everything. Imagine me having 20, 30 conversations and every last one on want to break down every <laughs> element of my outfit. It's right. like, bro, I ain't trying to have that conversation, bro. Yeah. Like, like I said, I ain't even think that much about this right. outfit the way you think right. about it right now. Right. I'm, I probably got to look back like, what the fuck did I, like, what did I put on today? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I learned to be that kind of like, yeah, it's just that natural. Yeah, man. I, and I, I, again, I, I enjoy hearing that, that, mindset of it because to your point 30 people gonna ask me the same question mm-hmm. and i have to break it down and then you're gonna get them the you know as they try to get engaged in the conversation they, you know i did this before the, yeah. or, or or what you think about that you probably should have done it's like oh thank you you know i had to hear all that and and, and, and i don't like i don't mind the compliments and stuff honestly the crazy thing I don't. I don't need compliments. Yeah. I, like I do this genuinely for me. I'm comfortable in who right. I am. Right. I'm not doing it for the validation of others. If I go out and I don't get one compliment, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. But when you give me a compliment and I thank you, we engage, and then you keep going, and I gotta keep thanking you, and I gotta keep thanking you. Yeah. It's like. Nah, it's right. Now it's like I don't really know how to. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to be nice. Right. You know what I mean? But it's just like. This conversation can't go nowhere else, bro. Like, right, yeah, right. So that's that's like, and that's also <clears throat> what I was saying. Like when I when I am out at places, I tend to kind of I'm like a wallflower, bro. I right. tend to like drift off in the right. corner somewhere, and I'd be chilling because like I just those interactions just become a little much when yeah. I'm just trying to be out here and mingle with my friends and whatever. So yeah. Man, speaking of meeting with your friends, bro, I appreciate you pulling up on us for a derby soiree. Oh man, out here, man, that was, I, I, I would not miss it. That was that was a fun black. I, I, that was fun black excellence. 
Beautiful man. black excellence, man. That's why I came up to you. I said, bro, this is what success yeah. looks like, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I love to see it, bro. Man, no, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate you following through, man. I appreciate you being on the check-in with us today. Um, <clears throat> would you live anywhere else in the world? I think I will for just the experiences, but I, 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 I like L.A., man. Yeah. I love L.A. Um, it's, it's got a lot to offer. Um, it's tough, but I believe like that's what I love. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Mm-hmm. I like it not being too easy, not mm-hmm. being too slow, having to stay, you know what I'm saying, keeping your foot on the pedal or whatever. Like That's what I like. Right. Um, so everybody ain't, everybody else doesn't like me, but for me, I like that. Yeah. 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 Now, do you actually like the water? Like? Like the ocean? Uh, I'm not a big, like, beach ocean fan like i'll hop on a jet ski or something and get off but get other than that like I ain't out there just trying to swim in the ocean like i don't be doing all that no for sure for yeah. sure for sure man well shoot what's uh what's next what's next man i mean i'm just all i'm just always grinding bro i got so many different things in the um in the works um that i don't even be i just be in my zone yeah, but i mean i right. got this project that i'm working on um trying to incorporate um teaching inner city kids how to design how to digitally design like fashion illustrations okay so that's something i got that i'm working on with a major company that i'm just not even gonna mention because it's just not that far on Mm -hmm, yet but mm -hmm. um, so that's something that i'm important it's just like passing i think that whenever you reach a level of success the next thing to do is pass it forward pass it forward you know what i mean so um i definitely always want to make sure i'm doing don't say my part in doing that type of stuff um eventually i want to move into doing some ready-to-wear stuff Okay. Um, I just feel like in business, just um, like I'm, I, I like where I'm at now in business. But I think that to grow to the next level, that's what the space I'm gonna need to step into. Um, so I'm just kind of like torn around with idea and what and what that actually looks like coming right. from me. Right. Um, right. Because nothing that I do is cookie cutter. Right. You know what I mean, so right. Yeah, just trying to figure out what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Well, shoot, uh, how can how can our audience tap in, follow you? Where, they, where, where can they find you at? Uh, Instagram, my personal Instagram is Stay Fly Thrash. Uh, the brand page is Thrash Bespoke, and then my website is ThrashBespoke.com. Y'all heard it here. The check in, LA, my guy Thrash, uh, Mr. Quentin Thrash, aka Thrash. Join us today, man. I appreciate it, brother. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate you coming from the heart. I appreciate the the authenticity. Um, And I appreciate you being genuine every time we get together. Every time you open your mouth, it's always genuine, man. I I really respect that because you don't get that from everybody, right? I want to know actually how it happened, not... Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you know. Just the glitz and glam, yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly, bro. So I I appreciate that. Um, You guys, as always, um, there were so many gems and parts... In this conversation that can help you no matter what field or industry or track that you're on make sure that you share this with somebody else make sure that you like it you subscribe to it yourself because uh, here at the check-in all we want to do is take the stories of our brothers and share them with the rest of our brothers because there's so many things that happen in your life to other people like man i can never do that and then they hear the story of that and they're like oh, shoot, i can't do that i can't do that i can't do that so guys anybody out there guys ladies whoever listened to this to this podcast please share it uh, because, again, we, we want to just help empower and motivate those that are listening. So thank you all for joining us here on this episode. Tap in next time. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Check-In with Black Menswear. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend about it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Black Menswear. Check out and subscribe to the Black Menswear YouTube channel. 
and visit us online at www.weareblackmenswear.com to join the mailing list for ongoing updates for the Black Menswear Flash Mob Tour. Peace and blessings. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.